the phenomena of sexual periodicity part two section one of studies in the psychology of sex volume one by havelock ellis this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. read by john fricker the phenomena of sexual periodicity part two section one for some centuries at least inquisitive observers here and there have thought they found reason to believe that men as well as women present various signs of a menstrual physiological cycle it would be possible to collect a number of opinions in favour of such a monthly physiological period steam men precise evidence however is for the most part lacking men have expended infinite ingenuity in establishing the remote rhythms of the solar system and the periodicity of comets they have disdained to trouble about the simpler task of proving or disproving the cycles of their own organisms it is over half a century since laycock wrote that the scientific observation and treatment of disease are impossible without a knowledge of the mysterious revolutions continually taking place in the system yet the task of summarizing the whole of our knowledge regarding these mysterious revolutions is even to-day no heavy one as to the existence of a monthly cycle in the sexual instincts of men with a single exception i am not aware that any attempt has been made to bring forth definite evidence a certain interest and novelty attaches therefore to the evidence i am able to produce although that evidence will not suffice to settle the question finally the great italian physician sanctorius who was in so many ways the precursor of our modern methods of physiological research by the means of instruments of precision was the first so far as i am aware to suggest a monthly cycle of the organism in men he had carefully studied the weight of the body with reference to the amount of excretions and believed that a monthly increase in weight to the amount of one or two pounds occurred in men followed by a critical discharge of urine this crisis being preceded by feelings of heaviness and lassitude gall another great initiator of modern views likewise asserted a monthly cycle in men he insisted that there is a monthly critical period more marked in nervous people than in others and that at this time the complexion becomes dull the breath stronger digestion more laborious while there is sometimes disturbance of the urine together with general malaise in which the temper takes part ideas are formed with more difficulty and there is a tendency to melancholy with unusual irascibility and mental inertia lasting a few days more recently stevenson who established the cyclical wave theory of menstruation argued that it exists in men also and is really a general law of vital energy sanctorius does not appear to have published the data on which his belief was founded kale an english follower of sanctorius in his medicina statica britannica seventeen eighteen published a series of daily morning and evening body weights for the year without referring to the question of a monthly cycle a period of maximum weight is shown usually by kale's figures to occur about once a month but it is generally irregular and cannot usually be shown to occur at definite intervals monthly discharges of blood from the sexual organs and other parts of the body in men have been recorded in ancient and modern times and were treated of by the older medical writers as an affliction peculiar to men with a feminine system a summary of such cases will be found in gould and pyle 
Laycock brought forward cases of monthly and fortnightly cycles in disease, and asserted the general principle that there are greater and less cycles of movements going on in the system, involving each other and closely connected with the organization of the individual. He was inclined to accept lunar influence, and believed that the physiological cycle is made up of definite fractions and multiples of a period of seven days, especially a unit of three and a half days. Albrecht, a somewhat erratic zoologist, put forth the view a few years ago that there are menstrual periods in men, giving the following reasons. 1. Males are rudimentary females. 2. In all males of mammals a rudimentary masculine uterus, Müller ducts, still persists. 3. Totally hypospadic male individuals menstruate, and believed that he had shown that in man there is a rudimentary menstruation consisting in an almost monthly periodic appearance lasting for three or four days of white corpuscles in the urine. Dr. Campbell Clark, some years since, made observations on asylum attendants in regard to the temperature during five weeks, which tended to show that the normal male temperature varies considerably within certain limits, and that, so far as I have been able to observe, there is one marked and prolonged rise every month or five weeks, averaging three days, occasional lesser rises appearing irregularly and of shorter duration. These observations are only made in three cases, and I have no proof that they refer to the sexual appetite. Hammond says, I have certainly noted in some of my friends the tendency to some monthly periodic abnormal manifestations. This may be in the form of a headache, or a nasal hemorrhage, or diarrhoea, or abundant discharge of uric acid, or some other unusual occurrence. I think, he adds, this is much more common than is ordinarily supposed, and a careful examination or inquiry will generally, if not invariably, establish the existence of a periodicity of the character referred to. Dr. Henry Campbell, in his book On Difference in the Nervous Organizations of Men and Women, deals fully with the monthly rhythm, and devotes a short chapter to the question, Is the menstrual rhythm particular to the female sex? He brings forward a few pathological cases indicating such a rhythm, but although he had written a letter to the Lancet asking medical men to supply him with evidence bearing on this question, it can scarcely be said that he has brought forward much evidence of a convincing kind, and such as he has brought forward is purely pathological. He believes, however, that we may accept a monthly cycle in men. We may, he concludes, regard the human being, both male and female, as the subject of a monthly pulsation which begins with the beginning of life and continues till death. Menstruation being regarded as a function accidentally engrafted upon this primordial rhythm. It is not unreasonable to argue that the possibility of such a menstrual cycle is increased if we can believe that in women also the menstrual cycle persists even when its outward manifestations no longer occur. Aetius said that menstrual changes take place during gestation. In more modern times, Buffon was of the same opinion. Laycock also maintained that menstrual changes take place during pregnancy. Fleece considers that it is certainly incorrect to assert that the menstrual process is arrested during pregnancy, and he refers to the frequency of monthly epistaxis and other nasal symptoms throughout this period. Beard, who attaches importance to the persistence of a cyclical period in gestation, calls it the muffled striking of the clock. Harry Campbell has found post-climacteric menstrual rhythm in a fair sprinkling of cases up to the age of sixty. 
it is somewhat remarkable that so far as i have observed none of these authors refer to the possibility of any heightening of the sexual appetite at the monthly crisis which they believe to exist in men this omission indicates that as is suggested by the absence of definite statements on the matter of increase of sexual desire at menstruation it was an ignored or unknown fact of recent years, however, many writers, especially alienists, have stated their conviction that sexual desire in men tends to be heightened at approximately monthly intervals, though they have not always been able to give definite evidence in support of their statements. Clouston, for instance, has frequently asserted this monthly periodic sexual heightening in men. In the article Developmental Insanity in Tuke's Psychological Dictionary, he refers to the periodic physiological heightening of the reproductive nisus, and again, in an article on alternation periodicity and relapse in mental diseases, he records the case of an insane gentleman aged 49, who for the past 26 years has been subject to the most regularly occurring brain exaltation every four weeks almost to a day. It sometimes passes off without becoming acutely maniacal, or even showing itself in outward acts. At other times it becomes so and lasts for periods of from one to four weeks. It is always preceded by an uncomfortable feeling in the head and pain in the back, mental habitude, and slight depression. The nicest generativus is greatly increased, and he says that if in that condition he has full and free seminal emissions during sleep, the excitement passes off, if not, it goes on. A full dose of bromide or iodine of potassium often, but not always, has the effect of stopping the excitement, and a very long walk sometimes does the same. When the excitement gets to a height, it is always followed by about a week of stupid depression. In the same article, Clouston remarks, I have for a long time been impressed with the relationship of the mental and bodily alternations and periodicities in insanity to the great physiological alternations and periodicities and i have generally been led to the conclusion that they are the same in all essential respects and only differ in degree of intensity or duration by far the majority of the cases in women follow the law of the menstrual and sexual periodicity the majority of the cases in men follow the law of the more irregular periodicities of the nicus generativus in that sex Many of the cases in both sexes follow the seasonal periodicity, which perhaps in men is merely a reversion to the seasonal generative activities of the majority of the lower animals. He found that among 338 cases of insanity, chiefly mania and melancholia, 46% of females and 40% of males showed periodicity. Diurnal, monthly, seasonal, or annual, and more marked in women than in men, and in mania than in melancholia. And adds, I found the younger the patient, the greater is the tendency to periodic remissions and relapse. The phenomenon finds its acme in the same cases of pubescent and adolescent insanity. Connolly Norman, in the article Mania Hysterical, states that the activity of the sexual organs is probably in both sexes fundamentally periodic. Kraft Ebbing records the case of a neurasthenic Russian, aged 24, who experienced sexual desires of urologic character with fair regularity every four weeks, and Nack mentions the case of a man who had nocturnal emissions at intervals of four weeks while Moll recorded the case of a man, otherwise normal, who had attacks of homosexual feeling every four weeks, 
and Roleder gives the case of an unmarried, slightly neuropathic physician who for several days every three to five weeks has attacks of almost satiriacal sexual excitement. Ferre, whose attention was called to this point from time to time, noted the existence of sexual periodicity. Thus, in a case of general paralysis, attacks of continuous sexual excitement with sleeplessness occurred every twenty-eight days. At other times, the patient, a man of forty-two in the stage of dementia, slept well and showed no signs of sexual excitation. In another case, of a man of sound heredity and good health till middle life, periodic sexual manifestations began from puberty, with localized genital congestion, erotic ideas, and copious urination, lasting for two or three days. These manifestations became menstrual, with a period of intermenstrual excitement appearing regularly, but never becoming intense. Between the ages of thirty-six and forty-two, the intermenstrual crises generally ceased, at about forty-five the menstrual crises ceased, and the periodic crises continued, however, with the sole manifestation of increased frequency of urination. In a third case of sexual neurasthenia, Ferre found that from puberty onwards to middle life there appeared, every twenty-five to twenty-eight days, tenderness and swelling below the nipple, accompanied by slight sexual excitation and erotic dreams lasting for one or two days. It is in the domain of disease that the most strenuous and, on the whole, the most successful efforts have been made to discover a menstrual cycle in men. Such a field seems promising at the outset, for many morbid exaggerations or defects of the nervous system might be expected to emphasize, or to free from inhibition, fundamental rhythmical processes of the organism which in health, and under the varying conditions of social existence, are overlaid by the higher mental activities and the pressure of external stimuli. In the 18th century, Erasmus Darwin wrote a remarkable and interesting chapter on the periods of disease, dealing with solar and lunar influence on biological processes. Since then, many writers have brought forward evidence, especially in the domain of nervous and mental disease, which seems to justify a belief that, under pathological conditions, a tendency to a male menstrual rhythm may be clearly laid bare. We should expect an organ so primitive in character as the heart, and with so powerful a rhythm already stamped upon its nervous organization, to be peculiarly apt to display a menstrual rhythm under the stress of abnormal conditions. This expectation might be strengthened by the menstrual rhythms which Mr. Perry Cost has found reason to suspect in pulse frequency during health. I am able to present a case in which such a periodicity seems to be indicated. It is that of a gentleman who suffered severely for some years before his death from valvular disease of the heart, with a tendency to pulmonary congestion and attacks of cardiac asthma. His wife, a lady of great intelligence, kept notes of her husband's condition, and at last observed that there was a certain periodicity in the occurrence of the exacerbations. The periods were not quite regular, but show a curious tendency to recur at about thirty days' interval, a few days before the end of every month. It was during one of these attacks that he finally died. There was also a tendency to minor attacks about ten days after the major attacks. It is noteworthy that the subject showed a tendency to periodicity when in health, and once remarked laughingly before his illness, I am just like a woman, always most excitable at a particular time of the month. Periodicity has been noted in various disorders of nervous character. Periodic insanity has been long known and studied. It is much commoner in women than in men. 
periodicity has been observed in stammering a six-weekly period in one case and notably in hemicrania or migraine by harry campbell osler etc the periodicity of a case of hemicrania has been studied in detail by d fraser harris but the cycle in these cases is not always or even usually of a menstrual type end of the phenomena of sexual periodicity part two section one